SBN News, Episode 17. Savage Bloggers Network News, where we highlight some of the awesome Savage Ultra RPG content and news shared by publishers, licensees, and fans. I'm Christian Serrano. And I am Ron Blessing, and we are finally going to talk about the winners of the Fable Environments Giveaway Contest. Finally, right? I mean, it took long enough. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so first, a big congratulations to the three winners for the Fabled Environments giveaway contest. The uh, third place winner, Scott Marchin Davis. Second place winner was Rich Fox. And first place winner, congratulations, Eric Lamoureux. Actually, congratulations to all three of you guys. You guys had some really good entries. And uh, I, I, for one, am kind of excited to see, uh, see uh, what they come up with as far as um, you know, if, they, if they get these one sheets out. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Yeah, and we have the uh, the details of uh, what maps they used for their entries and sort of little one-sentence summary of their uh, of their proposed adventures. Of course, the entries were a little bit more verbose, but we don't want to give any spoilers away in case these things uh, come out for your savages to play through. So, and if you haven't seen it yet, we'll link to the post in the show notes. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And a huge, huge thank you to Charles White and Fabled Environments for... Uh, doing this with us this was this is really exciting and thank you so much for uh, giving this this up this opportunity charles is a lot of fun to deal with he's great yeah yeah he really is he's a good guy so it turns out the king is dead man yeah man uh so this past week and a half over on uh wine and savages sean bircher has been cranking out post after post for the king is dead if you're not familiar with the king is dead if you're if you haven't followed the um savage bloggers network aggregated feed and shame on you if you haven't so for those of you who aren't familiar with the king is dead this is a a homebrew setting for savage worlds that sean bircher has been working on over on wine and savages Uh, and uh, it's been going on he's been working on it for about two years now a little more than two years Altogether, he's got about 84 posts related to The King is Dead, spanning back all the way to August 2013. And uh, This is like an 18th century gothic setting, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's an 18th century um, gothic setting. Uh, how did he... Hollywood history, as he said. Yeah, Hollywood history, sort of like uh, history that never was. And, um, and of course, there's a lot more richness to it than probably I'm summarizing here. But there is so much content, I, I just think it's worth it for anybody to go check it out and, uh, and see what it's all about. Um, I just wanted to, to sort of you know, highlight it because it's, he's putting a lot of work into this, and people have been asking for this to become a real setting, and I think he's, he's aiming for that. So, um, yeah, we're going to put a link to the intro post in the show notes, and then, of course, the uh, general uh, category page for all of the posts related to The King is Dead. And again, 84 posts of content to go through, so you're going to have a lot of reading to go through. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And uh, Fantasy Grounds has released a rule set update for uh, Savage Worlds, uh, rule set 4.2, and um, a lot of interesting updates. Yeah, there's some really cool features that I saw in the YouTube video. Uh, we'll put a link to that as well. And um, I have not played with Fantasy Grounds, but quite honestly, some of these features were cool enough that I'm like, maybe I'll try it. I'm not sure yet. I keep getting tempted to, to, to try one of these online tools i i really haven't used any of them yeah um i i'm uh if i do play online i just use uh 
um, you know, like straight hangouts and then a lot of trust. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. I, I get a little uh, iffy on how software handles rules, especially when you have setting rules and edges that change how the rules work uh, and whether or not they play together. Or if you're doing like a homebrew setting with a combination of things from different books, like how do I right. how do I get that to be a little automated without having to spend right. hours and hours on coding it myself, Hack, hacking their code? Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. So, um, but for those, so check out the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to talk about Eclipse Phase, which is a really neat transhuman setting. It's very detailed, um, lots of depth here, almost to like like an intimidating level of depth to this setting. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. It's neat. It's it's really well done. At what's but I'm not keen on the game system. Okay. But what they have done um, since the beginning is the. Eclipse Phase is a Creative Commons game. So as long as you are looking to not to profit on what's what's come before, you can use it. So this is like one of the few chances somebody has of making a true Savage Worlds setting book of somebody else's property legally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that you can, you'll actually be able to release on the internet. And apparently we have uh, a member of the Savage community that is doing that with Eclipse Phase. Yeah, in fact, it, it's Scott Marchant, who we, you, we mentioned earlier as one of the winners of the Fabled Environments Giveaway Contest. Uh, so we know he's got chops. So he's got chops. <laughs> and uh, yep. And he's 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 working on it. Um, I don't know to what extent he's he's going to go, but he's he's announced that he's working on a uh, an adaptation to Savage Worlds, and he's he thanked the creators for the Creative Commons license. And um, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. I would love to see a, a full setting book akin to what um, uh, Don Mappin did for. Uh, I don't know how legal it was, but he he did a um, oh the Mass Effect. Mass Effect, yeah, for fate, yeah, and it's this full, beautiful, go print it at Lulu if you want to book. But um, I'd love to see that for Eclipse Phase for Savage Worlds. That'd be pretty cool to see. You know, yeah. Fast Furious with the fan license on the front, yeah, and then you go to Lulu and have them print it. That would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so, indeed. Kind of exciting to to see that happen, and I really hope it comes into fruition. And you know, if you're interested in helping out. Uh, I say reach out to Scott and G plus and, uh, and, and see if uh, you could take some of that burden off of his back and maybe make this thing happen. Maybe make this a community thing. Yeah. I think this would be a, a real first too for Savage Worlds. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's different than throwing together, you know, a 30 or 40 page, your take on star Wars or, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Things that you legally can't publish. <laughs> right. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we've talked a little bit about the sixth gun in the past. We've had the guys on the show. Uh, we did the, uh, the hangout with. Um, but the companion is actually ready for pre-orders now. Um, you can go to Pinnacle and uh, pre-order the uh, sixth gun companion, which is exciting. I'm getting mine for free because of the Kickstarter. Nice. just want to throw that out there. I think I'm getting it. I'm not, I have to check what I'm getting. <laughs> I don't, You're like, I don't know what's going on. Dude, so many Kickstarters. And I'm like, I don't know what I, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, speaking of, I did get my Lankmar stuff today. I got my Lankmar stuff today. Yeah, so excited. Yeah, I, I, I was, yeah, I was opening it, and my wife's like, what did you order now? And I showed it to her, she's like, oh, awesome. And then the first thing she says is, we're still going to do the ETU campaign, right? 
And I'm like, yes, we're still doing the ETU campaign. We just finished 13th Age. I'm not going to go from 13th Age to Lankmar. I want to mix it up. Right. So so obviously the ETU campaign's still yeah. going to happen. But wow. Yeah. So exciting. These books are so beautiful. They're gorgeous. The trade dress that Pinnacle's using, um, oh. it's, it's so attractive and... They've got some top-notch talent, obviously. I mean, Aaron Acevedo is, is you know, one of the best, uh, in my opinion, graphic designers in the in the biz. And um, it's clear that his talents are involved with everything they're putting out now. So this is the first hardcover with the new format, by the way, that I've gotten. That you've gotten, okay. And it Because uh, I go all the way back to Weird Wars with mine. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Weird Wars Weird Rome. War Rome. Yeah. And, uh, and i got to say, it feels good. It feels good to hold. It's comfortable to use. And I've been I've been badgering you to go hardcover from, I know. from the beginning. I know. I know. And speaking and of... Like, I'm, Five dollars. <laughs> last Parsec's on its way, too. Excellent. So I'm, I'm waiting for the, my FLGS. I bought the, uh, I bought the PDF online, and I'm waiting for my friendly local game store to get their hard copies in, and I'll get my, uh, my core book for Last Parsec there. Nice. Nice. Cool. So speaking of uh, all the crazy content that Pinnacle's been putting out, I know, right? The Rippers Kickstarter, Res- Rippers Resurrected, they're calling it, because it's really Kickstarter. a sequel. These Kickstarters, man. It's going to break I'm into back. this for, I'll tell you right, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm into this right now for 152 bucks. Holy cow. You're a big Rippers fan, though. Oh, I love Rippers. So I'm getting the $100 level. I've added hardcovers, I've added the maps, and I've added an extra set of bennies because I like to have 40 bennies. Wow. So that puts me with shipping at 152 Did you see the uh, the preview of the cards? They're gorgeous. Oh. Uh, Cheyenne Wright Cheyenne is Wright. so talented. He is. He, oh. and I, I want him to go back to doing character sheets, too, though. I miss his I character sheets. I want Cheyenne to do just, yeah, he's so, he's so talented. He is. I, I, I love his work. Um, like I said, some top-notch talent at Pinnacle these days. Um, so for the Rippers thing, it funded in like 40 minutes. <laughs> you know what's funny? And, last episode we joked about how they they fund in like, 30, in, in like half an hour. Yeah. And then they do And then it. they blew through three stretch goals by the end of day one. God. That's, they're, they're, it's amazing. Um, so so we, we hit our fourth stretch goal today, I think. And um, it might have been early in the day that it hit. Uh, you know, as we were recording this, right? But um, really, really excited about Rippers. I actually this last weekend got to hang out with Shane and Simon. Um, we we were at Rincon here in Tucson together. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, the very last thing I said to Simon because Simon's the principal writer on Rippers, and um, I know he turned in his a um, couple weeks ago. I guess he returned. He turned in his uh, final revisions. And uh, I said, man, I'm, I'm so excited about the Rippers Kickstarter starting this week. And I said, I sure hope you didn't screw it up, man. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, Simon. And he he kind of laughed. He goes, yeah, me too. Nice. And, and Shane says, yeah, me too. <laughs> At least until uh, you know Jody and, and uh, Clint get their uh, red pens on it, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Revisions have been done. This, this thing is ready. It's oh, that's the final. Right final. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard that in November PDFs will be going out. Oh wow! So well, they, yeah, really, they usually go into Kickstarters with the final product. So yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's exciting. 
And uh, speaking of Kickstarter, there's one last one. Why don't you Why don't you talk about this one? Because it's a sort of a subject that's that that you're interested in with those cards. Yeah. So I I stumbled across this. I had not. I didn't even know this existed. And um, I, I need to get get on Andy Hop's case because I don't think he promotes his stuff well enough sometimes. Yeah, this is another uh, release for Low Life and another Kickstarter, in fact. And uh, what Andy Hop is doing with this one is a, it's called a Heap of Creeps and Heap of Peeps. And they're two sets of cards um, that are just critters, basically, different characters and different monsters for the Low Life setting. And it's this is kind of a cool take on, uh, on how the Kickstarter is working. Um, based on how many people are backing it is how many of these cards he's going to release or how many, or how many cards in a heap, so to speak. Uh, at the $20 level, you'll get um, all PDF copies of, of whatever he releases. Uh, and then, of course, there's different levels after that uh, up, into, up to, uh, what was it, 120 I think, or 100, 100 something. I think a hundred bucks gets you a copy of everything that comes out physical and virtual and virtual. Right. So it's, um, this is, this is pretty incredible. If you like low life and, uh, if you haven't heard of low life, go check it out. It's, it's a fun, disgusting, but fun, really fun setting for Savage Worlds. It's it's basically Andy Hobbs, sick and twisted low life take on those character cards that you can get from, uh, Oh, from Morning Label. That yeah, the cast of cards. From Morning Label. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and of course, it has his fantastic artwork on the on the cards as well. So right, uh, he's he's yeah, Andy. Uh, it's funny because I was in my local game store here, uh, Isle of Games, here in Tucson, Arizona, mm-hmm. and um, Isle of Games AZ dot com. Anyway, I was in there and um, they had a physical copy of the new edition of low life and it's a six by nine hardcover and it's gorgeous nice gorgeous so a lot of people asked why the first edition of low life old school savage fans asked why you couldn't get a printer friendly version of low life uh when it was out Uh and the reason is he laid out the entire book himself in illustrator (laughs) oh Wow. So there were no layers to be had. That was literally like the original low life book was literally a solid, you know, 160 page piece of art. <laughs> That's funny. So instead of doing it in, uh, yeah, uh, what was it, InDesign or. Right. What was it before InDesign? I forget. Um, page Maker. Page Maker. Right. But, but the point is, he's learned his lesson and it still puts out a gorgeous book. Yeah. And so, um, and that six by nine format, I've, I've always liked that, that format. So, yeah. Very cool. People should check out Low Life because who doesn't want to play a giant Twinkie? Oh, I, I mean, know. Come on, yeah. And and it really is a fun setting to read. Quite honestly, like the history and the lore and you know everything about it is it's it's pretty fun. Yep, definitely. And I think that actually about covers what we were going to cover. I think so. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you for listening, and be sure to visit the SBN website at www.savagebloggers.net. We've got all the links to the aggregated SBN RSS feed, our YouTube channel, uh, various podcast subscription links, and a whole lot more. Uh, If you enjoy our show and you want to show your support, check out our Patreon page or PayPal donation link, both of which are available from the main website as well. And whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. Hey, Christian. Yeah. Did you hear about the three-legged dog that walked into a bar? I have not. He went to the bartender and said, 
I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. <laughs> <laughs>